0: Hello and welcome to Stirring the Pot, Entertainment Studios' premier pop culture podcast. I'm your host, as always, Derek, the first and the last. Today we have...
1: Sam. And... It's me, Asia. And we're going to be doing the
0: World of Dallas Season 1 Retrospective. Um, season 1 ran for almost two years.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my god. It doesn't feel like it, yeah. but it very much was almost two years.
0: We started at fall 2020 no, no we didn't. sorry yeah fall of 2021 okay and then we en- it ended in november
2: mm-hmm.
0: Jesus 2022
2: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah that was a long season 32 episodes 31 episodes mm-hmm. um we did it up um i have a qu- i'm gonna go into a quick um synopsis of what occurred over the course of the season and then we're going to talk about like individual thoughts storylines we're going to hit all the prominent storylines of all of the main cast of characters Mm -hmm. as we look forward towards season two yeah so um first off the season started off with of course the prologues introducing everyone's character we had zeomar's umbra prince ivan fogor Princess Vera, Moon Atlas, mm-hmm. Ruka Rovka, and eventually Fade Delmar. Um, so the first season essentially had them enter the school, fight um, their individual battles along the way, um, taking classes. And it ended with one large gang war against the Order of the Golden Sun in order to fight for um, their friend Eve Hart. Mm-hmm. That is a truncated version of the season, but the season um had a lot of things happen in it, but it was designed in a way to where a lot of those things were broad strokes. And this is where you guys are going to hear a lot about my writing of this season. Um for those that don't know, who've only have gotten in here when ties that bind started. We, there was an original World of Allah that took place 100 years before Ties That Bind that ended up getting the code name, sorry, the extended name of World of Allah, Sins of the Father. Before we can differentiate the name from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, world of Allah, Sins of the Father focused on kind of the legends that set, place, that set up the world 100 years later. So we we're living in the aftermath of the choices that Asia, Sam, John have made. Um, with their previous set of characters,
2: mm-hmm.
0: season two was to both get them all reacclimated to this new world, while also giving the audience a chance to re to adjust to this new world that we're gonna be living in for a bit. The first world of Al, we were only there for two years, yeah, roughly, yeah, yeah. We were only ever we we started in twenty eighteen. That world of our story ended in
2: twenty twenty. The
0: end of twenty twenty. So it's been a while from that initial base. But this alliteration, the since this ties that bind iteration of the World of Al is going to last a lot longer. At a basis, it's going to last until they graduate from the Druid- the Druidic Academy. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: but if you notice, uh, we're not even we we weren't even We didn't
1: even finish the first semester. We didn't even finish the
2: first
0: semester.
1: Oh my god, it's, it's only like been two, two weeks.
2: weeks. We had a month off because you know because
1: we yeah. gotta train, we gotta get stronger.
2: And also the, the, the academy got destroyed got a, little a little bit. You got a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. little bit. It's walking, it's moving. Everything
0: that happened in that season was designed to take people for people to take baby steps into the world of Al. You you're getting you're instead of getting the entire world to explore, instead of being knights who have to go on missions that can take you across this giant world, you guys are hyper focused in one city um and how did you guys feel about that rather than like because i know some of you well no, both of you guys were in the uh within the nico story so you guys did a bit of glow trotting adventure yeah um how did that feel in comparison to what you guys had to do now
2: um i feel like i prefer because again since you put so much details into your world i like that focusing on one specific country and just delving into like the kind of intricacies of one specific area because mm-hmm. I felt like, sorry, cause I guess a lot of the things in sins of the, sins of the father was very much like quest focus, but it's like, we're, all, we're only in an area to do a certain thing. Yeah. And once we're done there to do a certain thing, we have to, we need go on to the next mission essentially. So I really like that. We can kind of make more character decisions, especially since our character was kind of pigeonholed to Nico's like plans. Mm-hmm. I like that we can just make decisions for ourselves. And it's like, yeah, if you want to go out and study, if you want to go like do gang stuff, if you want to go get a job, um, or anything like that, you can just do that, and you just try to work it around the story. Yeah,
1: I agree with what Sam said. I feel like kind of part of what you were saying, where the first season, like even though I know that you had a lot of. Small details working in the background we it felt like we saw the world in like really broad strokes, so it was like it was massive, but it was hard to get a sense of scale mm-hmm. and the What's fun about the arcana is one like and I feel like this plays a huge part into it. The world of Vala has been in development since twenty eighteen at this point as a tabletop mm. Mm-hmm. At specifically as a tabletop, because I know you've been working on it since before then. And it has, like, mat- I want to say matured. It's not done maturing, but it's matured to the point where you can add, like, we as players can experience the wealth of detail that was always there, but is now more interactive. Mm-hmm. Because I know you always, for instance, just like, I know this doesn't have to do with the setting specifically, but it kind of does because it ties in so well to the school aspect of it. But um, for instance, spell crafting. You always wanted to give us players the freedom to craft our own spells to further kind of solidify character choices, differentiate fighting styles, and make the base of the spells that you give us our own. Mm-hmm which I feel works great within the school setting because it gives us chances to really explore the components that you've been working on. And it adds that breath of life to it, as well as things like the faction system, which you had been working on, but now like as a base, like we get to play and experience that. So I feel like settling it in one area, but getting to experience all the things that you had in the works doesn't make it feel small at all. Especially with, like Sam was saying, the amount of detail that you do put into things. There's so much of Alexandria that we haven't even touched, that we haven't even explored yet, Mm -hmm. that you really feel, I feel like for the first time, I'm feeling the enormity of the world that you've crafted with this. And I am having a great time, like, taking my time and exploring it.
0: I think you you mentioned a good point where like these things are actually written down now because um, if you didn't know, um, as we were like releasing episodes of a world of our ties that bind,
1: sons of the father.
0: No, sorry, with ties. Oh my bad. And with ties that bind, we released the world book. You're right. We have things written down. Like the thing is, it's like we've always had. I've always had quote unquote differentiating systems, but they weren't written down in clear detail. And I feel like tying ourselves to the world book and the rules within the world book has helped streamline a lot of like processes within the world. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, if you go back and listen to Sins of the Father, it's it's a story that I enjoy. Um, but the thing is, the systems like
1: they that, weren't there yet. Yeah. They're not as clear. Yeah. And then
2: I feel like it also just helps you out, considering you do so much in in entertainment in general, and especially for the world of Allah, I feel like it's also like, I don't have to ask you how, how this thing works. I can just refer to the world book, yeah. which I prefer, just I'm not bothering you all the time with my questions.
1: I bother you with my questions, regardless. You're not going to get away from Yeah, me.
2: that's fair. Um, the funny,
0: the funny thing is, I love that you guys said all of that, because... You guys had a chance to explore. I love exploring what you guys did with your characters individually. Mm-hmm. I feel like the characters that you guys made. Um, I feel like. Are more fleshed out than your original characters. Mm-hmm. That you made in Sins of the Father. Um, I, But I think that only because. Instead of coming into a world you know nothing about. You kind of had to create characters that were influenced by the world they had to stand on their own that you could just plop in a setting mm-hmm. like adeshina phoenix sorry Adesina talon and santana samoon and santana samoon you guys could just like plop in different settings they had i don't they didn't have like a basic plot line but it was a it was a backstory that wasn't influenced by the world of vala but it's like Um, asia you play zeomar's umbra and that character um is very much a world of vala character it is built into the very system in the world itself which for me is exciting because i i um this isn't me like getting down on myself i'm not my favorite storyteller so seeing the stories that you guys were able to create with your characters Mm -hmm. has been so fun to explore like i want to start with zeomar's umbra
2: sorry i was getting excited
0: because the thing is if you look at where zeo ended the season leader of the gang just um fought back against an entire like much higher level gang um helped come up with a plan to stop them um leaves to go train with one of their druid masters becomes a living void
1: the thing is i'm i've been working through a lot of void stuff lately and i'm like ooh, good move but repercussions That we haven't fully explored yet.
0: And then all that started... All that started is with that you were someone that came from the Badlands and hunted
1: monsters. You were just a monster hunter, but within... Not even, like, best of the best. He was just good enough not to die. And he he was... Like, we're batting... We're not saying straight A's, but we're saying A, B, student over here. Like, we're going back to that first
0: episode, watching the development of character... Of Zio Mars is amazing because it's like you started the. Seriously? Sorry, there's so, we we have started recording season two. Mm-hmm. There's something in season two that Zio Mars does that is very reminiscent of what Zio Mars does in his first episode when he challenges Jack.
1: Yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> For better
0: or worse, there is. And so there's this constant, like, character growth, but also not that much time has passed. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, even though through these hard experiences it forced ZMRs to grow, like, I really enjoyed that there wasn't this completely 180C change of, like, who ZMRs,
1: like, is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like in that regards, I'm glad you can see that because... Funnily enough, un- le- as you were saying, with our first characters, because we were in a world that we didn't know anything about, mm-hmm. that was still, in a way, developing into what it became, we had to make characters that were malleable, yeah. that, you- that weren't as influenced by the world. Sorry to reiterate it. But with Zio Morris... Is so I'm sorry, with my first two characters, I had goals in mind, like, oh, I want them to achieve this goal and I want them to be this way as they achieve it. I kind of already had all these like things thought out. But with Zeal Morris, even though I had a I have a goal for him, the personality bit is not was not as thought out. I was just like, oh, well. I want to I don't want to retread something I've already done. Let me make this guy. And I was like, okay, what's he going to do? How is he going to change? And for the other two, I had that like thought out. For him, I was like, god, I don't know. What what it, and he, the other two, I know what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Zoomars for a lot of the first half of the season, I had no idea what he was thinking. I'm like, why'd you do that? And uh, uh, crickets. I'd be like, okay. All right, got to figure this out myself. Deal. I really
2: like that you have a. It's like you're in in your brain. You're just like, okay, Zio Mars, what are you thinking? I'm gonna translate for you. I need to know what you're thinking. And Zio Mars is also just giving you this like the strong, silent type type of
1: yeah. Like, I don't think I made a character that was stoic. Weirdly enough, um, Zio not Zio Mars. Ezra is probably my most stoic character, but um, because you don't really know what she's thinking, but I know what she's thinking all the time. Mm-hmm. She's... But with Zeo Morris, it's like, you don't know what he's thinking, but I also don't know what he's thinking. Like, does this bother you? Does this not? Well, where are we going, bud? It's very. I really
2: like think it. it's very, like, instinct-based, it feels. So it's just like, hey, I don't know what you're thinking, but this is my decision I'm going to make. So that's what it feels like. So I was like,
1: I, like-. I just, I, I'm like, oh, does this, it's, it's very, it feels like 20 questions. This is very, would you do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you not do this? Nah. And then I we we talk about why afterwards. Mm-hmm. I gotta sit down and spend some time with him. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that, that felt very esoteric. <laughs> no,
0: I think that works. I think that's very that's a very interesting way to do that. Um I like the decisions you made as DMRs. I as as a storyteller, there's a lot of decisions I didn't take you to do because um honestly, uh little known, like fun fact, a little peek behind the curtain, I didn't expect Asia to um, be like, yeah, ZMR is going to inject the void virus into them. Because I the void virus in particular is some late game stuff. It is like, oh, this can permanently boost you. And it's supposed to, it's a no- high cost, high reward. I don't expect someone that's level three.
2: That's funny.
1: The thing is, the funny thing is, I didn't know I had options. Coming into the game, I was really specific about what kind of void creature Zeomars was going to bring into the um, Arcanum because I didn't think he would have any access to any void beasts for, like, the for who knew how long until we could find a way to get him access back. Mm -hmm. So I was drawn to the Anonis because a lot of the void creatures feel like um, not retreads, but, like, creatures in the rest of the world that were just affected by the void mm-hmm. but the anonymous and there was one other one whose name i forget but he had a really cool kind of oozy sludgy side effect that seemed very messy to clean up after and mm-hmm. not very practical um but the Ananas had the void virus like the void mist and i was like oh i can really do some stuff with that like i can Oh, it makes a virus that boosts you or it could kill you. Yeah. If I'm looking to adapt the void to make it work for the people who have to live there, then this is like, this is something to work towards. Yeah. I was with you. I was like, yeah, we're going to work towards this. This is like in game. So when it was like, so you got to get Eve back. You're not strong enough. What are you going to do? And I was like, there are already people roided up and dying off of this bad void virus. I guess let's do the good version and see. I, I wasn't expecting it to come that fast. Um, honestly, um, my uncanny ability with high-low rolls for this season, I'm specifying this season because so far recording the newer season, I haven't tapped back into that unnatural ability. Um, really saved my butt.
0: Uh, it, its it, You mentioned that you guys were so much weaker than the other gang, which is why I forced you to make this decision. Um, y'all, they had two choices. They could have went... Um, there were two in-game like quests. There was the war against the Order of the Golden Dun- Sun or the Arcanum attack. Um, The Order of the Golden Sun was a lot harder one because they were actively going up against people who, at their minimum, was level 7.
2: Mm. Those are the grunts.
0: No, the grunts were like level 4 five i, yeah. I mean like yeah i meant like the council yeah the council oh. of the other of the other side the problem is our highest person was level four. Ooh, it was rough it was rough the thing is but the, the, you guys did a phenomenal job and i'm gonna use this to transition against uh to vera
2: oh hey
0: um you took out the leader of the opposite
2: gang yeah i was honestly very surprised by that because the thing is i don't believe myself a lot um so i was really excited that that worked out and i built a long life enemy who still wants to fight me i think because i beat her and she can't have that you know
0: it's it's funny how far vera has gone because the thing is i gotta be real um, I feel like out of all the player characters, it's Vera that I've gotten to, it's Vera and Sam that have gotten into the most like pre, like creating your character arguments. Because I, I fundamentally, Vera and Sam. sorry, yeah, the duo of Vera and Sam, oh. I got into oh, a lot yeah, of you're arguments right. with me no, you're right. as you were crafting your character, because I didn't know where you were going with
2: Vera. No, that's fair.
0: That, that's not, that's not like a dig. I feel like that's more of a dig at me because I couldn't conceptualize what you were doing with the character. Mm-hmm. Like, Zeo Morris, Hunter. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Ruka Rovka. I'm a pirate. Got it, got it. Um, Ivan Fogor. You know, Prince. Education. This book. Okay, got it. You're, uh, it's a simple character. Mm-hmm. Vera. I'm a runaway princess of one of the most powerful nations in the country. My family doesn't like me. And I'm going to go to the school and learn how to create a mech.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you say it like that, that's fair. But I also
0: punch things. But I also am really smart. I want to create a mech. And I just, I, for some reason, this is, this is going to say a lot more about me. I kept getting caught up on the fact that despite all of that, Sam was just like, yeah, I'm going to fight in a bikini. What? (laughs)
2: It's Earth Defense style. You have a mech, and then you fight in a bikini.
0: And so I, there were a bunch, because the thing is, I have this thing in the world of Allah in general, because so much of fantasy, they have impractical outfits for mm-hmm. people. And if someone was gonna dress shirtless, I wanted them to take the damage. For yeah, it.
2: the thing is, that's fair. I feel like you can't just run around like shirtless and then not take and be like yeah well i have the power of will and then i don't take any damage that's not fair
0: Derek Seth hard doesn't wear a shirt yes but he's also built like a tank
2: yeah his like strength is like what like
0: 18 it's
2: 18 mm-hmm. mm.
0: his constitution's like 20 he's Dang. a
2: literal god he's yeah. a little god his parents are gods
0: so i was like yeah his natural armor class would be pretty we're uh, pretty up there mm-hmm. um and so, so Sam was playing this character, and because I gotta be real, um, the original story arc of ties that of of uh, the ties that Bide section was based off of a uh, book that I wrote in high school. It mm-hmm. is terrible; you're never gonna see it. But I've lifted some of the plot lines from it to use for this world of Allah. Mm-hmm. And Sam, when I when I was younger, helped me write some of these parts, and she helped serve as an inspiration for. A character mm-hmm. that eventually ended up becoming uh one of Damien's love interests within the within the original story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then when when I was like, yes, yeah, Sam, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use some of these plot lines. Yeah, I'm gonna bring Damien for for this. And then Asia Sam's like, cool. I'm not gonna play that character. Yeah. And then I was just like, that was the, the what? That was the entire. Episode. So I, from the beginning, I was not sold on Vera Samoon Atlas. Mm-hmm. It, Sam wanted to play a legacy character. Um, yeah. And so there was a lot of Vera Moon Atlas that I didn't enjoy yeah. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's all being said to talk about how, like, out of the park you've knocked it oh. for this first season. You did a great job, you completely proved me wrong
2: thank you i'm glad
0: oh um, is... <laughs> <Dunk, dunk,
2: laughs> but
0: you did a really good job you oh. made a character that a lot of people um enjoy all the angry girls all the angry girls you made a character for the angry girls
2: the thing is i find it really funny that all the people that are just like yeah really like all angry girls all angry then girls. i'm like are you an angry girl yeah but i'm like oh i didn't think that that would resonate i think I, feel like I don't play her super angry but then looking back you guys are just like no that seems out of pocket sometimes
0: yeah i don't play her up super angry her one of her first
2: fights she breaks orion's arm the thing is the move specifically I, I, I know that it's just like sam i know that's a bit overkill but i'm like no the move specifically it heals after a day so i didn't think that'd be that big of a deal
1: it was a spark. The <laughs> thing is, Vera's ready to pop off.
2: That's fair. No, no, that's fair. I thought it was like, since it was like, yeah, I'll heal in a day. I'm like, it's fine. I didn't think it'd be any real repercussions. I don't have a lot of moves, and also none of my moves are hitting at the time. It's fine. I also were you f-
1: getting frustrated,
2: Sam? I was. Was Vera getting frustrated? <laughs> I, was. My- I, was- that, that, uh, I was. Did
1: you say that? Re-listen that episode. Did you hear it in your voice? I
2: was rolling really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was rolling poorly. Sorry, Orion. Break.
0: Um, I think what help, what really helps you with Vera, mm-hmm. is that you kind of play Vera with a certain vulnerability that you ne- that no one else's character seems to have, um, and that vulnerability comes from how like legitimately sad she gets about when she thinks about her family.
2: I do get sad thinking about Vera's family.
0: Sorry, I was talking about Vera getting sad. I wasn't gonna blow up your spot. No, that's fair. <laughs> um, but it's it's such a like it's such a I'm sorry it's such a nice touch it's just like it's not it's no longer just a like anime protagonist like character Mm -hmm. there is something that is intrinsically that your character is upset about and they're always going to be upset about it Mm -hmm. And it's always going to be a roadblock when Mm -hmm. you first encountered um seth hara Mm-hmm. And there was a sort of catharsis where it's just like, yeah, I finally, because the thing is, yeah, you're from, you're a descendant of Santana Samoon Atlas, mm-hmm. who, for her, family was important. And so for your entire family, family's important. Mm-hmm. And so you meet Sethara, and you first think that Sethara is there just to, like.
2: Kind of keep watch. And kinda, yeah. Kind of, like, snitch you out to your family. Yeah, but no, it's just like,
0: no, I'm just here because uh, my mom sent me over to, like, protect you.
2: Mm-hmm. And the,
0: you, the thing is, I don't know if you're telling her voice then, but she's kind of, she's tearing up in real life. She was
1: touched. What she was touched. Ever. Just like now. Uh, <laughs> Look at it. Uh, <laughs> you can't, it's a podcast. Yeah. We built this in. So descriptive text. Sam, looking at the mic, trying not to make eye contact with anyone. Eyes full of emotion that this scene, but also the feelings of praise. Are welling up. God. Thinking uh, about how much. The thing is, Sam, just to mm-hmm. piggyback off of that. I feel like you, Vera, is just like. Sorry, I'm going to analogy this because mm-hmm. I don't know how else to live my life. Mm-hmm. In your role playing journey. If. uh, If Santana was a little village you started out at. Vera is the first town you see. Like, coming out of Pokemon, you're like, oh, snap. My old place, Palatown, didn't even have a, like, Pokemon center mm-hmm. or a Pokemon shop. This place has got it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's Vera for you. The I've seen more – correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you played Vera with more emotion mm-hmm. and a lot of attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it shows your growth as a role player. So mm-hmm. I agree that these moments with Vera and her family are some of – my favorite moments because, yeah, you get the let's get stronger shonen arc, uh, fighting against like the haters and working against my weaknesses with mm-hmm. Vera a lot. But I feel at the core of it all is her conflict. I feel like I'm just rehashing this, but you get it. it is a conflict with her family. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's when some of your best role playing comes out. Mm -hmm. Cause there is a softness to it that gives her this added depth and it makes us, it it makes me want to know, okay, what's going to happen next with this? How are these like relationships going to pan out? Like, and it makes me wonder how these relationships panned out back in Luloba and what's going to stay the same? What's going to change now that they're in the different setting of Alexandria mm-hmm. with different dynamics? It's not Vera the princess here. It's Vera the student. And you got to treat me like that. Mm-hmm. So how is that going to like play in as we continue to see Vera kind of like grapple with this?
2: Wow! I want to cry on this podcast. <laughs> um, I really appreciate hearing that from you guys. Um, the thing is, I'm not good at, like, being eloquent with my words about why Vera does what she does. I've, it's very much a, a mo- it's like, yeah, um, Vera has these character motivations, and I also, like, play when I was creating Vera, I wanted to be a very antithesis to Santana, where she's, I feel like Santana is kind of, not harsh, but like I feel like she's kind of shallow in some, in some capacity, I feel like Sensei all she really wants... Well, when I first created her, all she really wanted was to be comfortable and live a nice, cushy life as a courtesan. And then as she, like, started, like, having more relationship with her sister, having more relationship, like, with the outside world and wanted to be more secure in herself, that she kind of developed, like, this kind of appreciation for her family. And she didn't want anyone to be alone, like, how she was when she was, like, growing up. And so she's, like... And all her family members, she kind of... And the same thing with all the orphans in um Luloba where she's very much like, yeah, we're all one like you don't you're not by yourself. But I like the juxtaposition of like, yeah, if I remember Derek brought it up when he was like it was like during the like epilogue like type of like episodes. hmm Where it's just like, yeah, would you because like- I remember I was I would specify, like, yeah, Santana makes sure that those orphans are taken care of. Mm-hmm. She makes sure that those orphans don't will never like not need for nothing, but make sure that they're like taken care of, and mm-hmm. make sure that they're like not on these streets, you know. And I'm like, yeah, if you're prioritizing these orphans, what about your own family? And I was just like, huh, interesting. And that's where like the Vera concept came from, where it's just like, oh yeah, um as a ruler, you have a, like a lot of. This. And also, since I created Santana, I was like, yeah, I want to make a princess. It was very shallow, what I wanted to do with Santana. Since I never role-played. I was just like, yeah. What's he, if you can do anything right now, what would you do? Be a princess. But I never thought about all the hard decisions I'd actually have to do. Like, they hit me with some real political stuff. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> what I, are you ugh. doing? I just wanted to be in a dress. And I wanted to have a ball. I didn't want to deal with a literal apocalypse. I just wanted to dance and sing and have fun. Like, I'm in a Barbie princess movie. I wasn't ready for all these things. But, yeah. But The funny thing is not... You're
0: mentioning it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One thing that I always thought was really interesting about the entire Samoon Atlas line was that Remus and Santana were bad rulers. Mm-hmm. And that's been the thing is we don't get a chance to talk about it in the story because we're like the thing is we are on a much lower like social standing in this story compared to the previous story. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys don't get to get a lot of the factors that, yeah, we had the happy ending of Santana and Remus getting together. We had the book that went with it. Yes, and the uh,
2: moon. Check it out.
0: But they were terrible at their job. Mm-hmm. They were horrendous at it. Mostly because, um, one thing that's been run true of the Suman Atlas fa- family, uh, they're very, I'm going to say. Romantic, but not in the way of like just typical romance, you know, like how uh, the romantic era of literature was all about like adventure and like mm-hmm. getting back to nature and mm-hmm. like giving in to your flights of fancy mm-hmm. and like do-
1: giving into your whims, giving into your desires, yeah, being a little bit more emotionally driven, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: that's been the core thing for the family, it's why um it's why like remus would launch into battles to protect people even though it's just like hey remus you're on our border and you're like potentially attacking people that are our citizens Mm -hmm. what's up but i'm doing the right thing or santana adopting all of the um all the orphans and then giving them like but trying to give them the name samoon atlas where it's just like "Mm, you can't really do that or even Vera's parents, mm-hmm. who we, Vera doesn't talk about them a lot. Um, because they not around. Yeah, and there's never really been a time to, like, bring it up. Yeah, it's, like,
2: it's never been topical. I don't want to to be like, yeah, my parents left me, because that just seems too edgy. I'm already dealing with a bunch of other stuff.
0: But Santana's dad was the next in line for the throne.
2: Oh, you mean Vera? Yeah, sorry. No.
0: Vera's dad was the next in line for the throne after uh, Queen Maria Maria, and he. He just kind of bailed? He just kind of bailed with his wife, leaving their kids at home.
2: And they're just kind of going off adventuring. Well, we don't really know what they're doing. They're just... They're not here. Yeah. I can only assume that they're going adventuring because...
1: That would be nice.
2: That's a nice thought. Well, I guess it's not a nice thought, but I feel like it's better than just like, yeah, I didn't want to be here, so...
1: I'm a schmucko. Yeah. I I mean, going off adventure still makes you a schmucko, but. But I
2: feel like it's like, you, it's a driven. Going off
1: gambling.
2: Yeah. I feel like you're a driven schmucko who's like, yeah, I want (laughs) to, I want to go adventure. I want to see the world or whatever. I want to see the world before I settle down and have to rule this country for the next 80 years or so. God, my grandma's old.
0: (laughs) Um, So it's, it's fun. And then it's fun to see all those. The thing is, yes, you started the Swoon, you Sam started the Spoon Atlas family, mm-hmm. but it's really funny to see those like familiar tra- familiar fa-
1: familial fa- familiar traits
0: familial traits like pop up with Vera every mm-hmm. now
1: and then.
2: Yeah, I got the I do what I want trait from my <laughs> from my great grandparents and also my parents, I guess. Uh, it skips a generation. It skips a generation. It skips the oldest, I guess. <laughs>
0: Um, and then we move on to, I'm going to talk about one character that the fans really jumped to, Mm -hmm. um, this, I, the the whole reason we did this retrospective is also because, um, a select number of fans, about a thousand of them, just Mm -hmm. to get a good sample size, Mm -hmm. was sent emails through our email list. Mm Mm-hmm. To ask them to the vote on who their favorite characters were oh, for this season. Oh, snap. And I
2: have those results. Oh, snap. So we're getting these oh. live. I feel like. It, so yeah. I think it's just you, said that, that and, I, and I got transported back to 2006 American Idol.
1: <laughs> I know they're not here yet, but. Ivan and Ruko? Yeah, I was going to go. So I was. The
0: thing is, once you guys went over your characters, I was going to rapid fire go over Ivan, Ruko, and Fade. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. And I was going to. Let you guys know where all five of you lie.
1: Nice. Yeah. We need, I I, I want to put off the uh, question and the poll answers real quick. I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't ready for that. That was a, uh, ooh, this is secret information that's mm-hmm. being dropped. That wasn't in the outline. That
2: wasn't in the outline. It wasn't in the I outline. wasn't planning on you doing that.
1: I gotta, I gotta get my emotions We need, we need to get our
2: American, Miss America, like, pose thing where it's, we're both like,
1: we're like, I need, to, I need to school my face. <laughs> oh, wait. This is a podcast. A you guys podcast. can't see the silly faces I'm making. I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> we'll post them up in the chat. You know,
1: I can't school my face. That's the that's joke. Anything I feel shows on my face.
2: Mm-hmm. You can see it in her eyes.
1: <laughs> so, Derek, anyways, not telling everyone who listens to our podcast my tells and why I'd be bad at poker. Mm-hmm. Continue. Ivan. Ivan.
0: The thing is, funny enough, this is jo- this is Joe Smart's first time role playing. Um, and he also went the princess route. <laughs>
1: he did.
2: Uh, who it's created their character first?
1: Me. <laughs> it's so funny. There's so. The much thing is, I created funny. Santana,
2: so it's automatically I'm first.
1: That's, you're goofy.
2: And so
0: <laughs> it was. It was fun. The thing is. At the beginning, I didn't realize, I didn't know where Joe Smart was going to go with this character. Um, but then halfway through, halfway through, I realized two things. Mm-hmm. Me as a, me as the, me as like an outside observer of the story. Um, I'm going to say that Joe Smart did a great job playing this character. He's had multiple emotional moments. Mm-hmm. And some of my favorite mo- like for example, we made a poster out of one of his best moments. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. Him losing control. Amazing moment.
2: Amazing, um, poster. amazing I worked, poster. I worked really hard on that because I really like that scene.
0: But um, he has played a kind of selfish person. The thing is, it's actually interesting to see and track his character across the different episodes. So I'm going to go ahead and track it without Joe R. being here.
2: Sorry, Joe He was he was busy. <laughs> Shout out. Um, oh.
0: In his first episode, we see that he's a prince that does not care about being a prince or the responsibility of being a prince. So he fell into the same trap that uh, Santana did.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. And then as he he there were there were a bunch of times where his people were in trouble, and then he would say, "Well, that's not my business."
1: But it is.
0: <laughs> it is your business. You're you're the prince of the country. Um. And so he ignored a lot of that. Um, his his people were getting robbed by these two uh, criminals, and he ignored that. Mm-hmm. Um, he he escapes on a boat, uh, and he sees one of the villages being way laced to laid waste, laid waste to by, um,
2: these villains. Yeah, they're like they're like a they're just regular old criminals, I guess. They're and they're like, was he, it the uh, kidnapping them? It was America? the assassins
0: guild. Yeah, it was the assassin that was after him. Um, and. He was just like, well, that's none of my business, and then he left. And then throughout that entire, t- throughout this entire first season, most of it was, that's none of my business. You guys get attacked by the order of the golden sun. Eve gets kidnapped. Um, he sees a wave is coming, and he's able to see it before you guys. He doesn't let you guys know that he sees it, mm-hmm. and he immediately just moves out of the way.
1: Mm-hmm. And that like set up a lot. It's so funny that that moment was the catalyst for a lot of wild, not so great stuff that happened throughout Diabolics. Like uh, Vera's moment with Ego and how we were having that funeral, and he ended up bringing back some Mm -hmm. of the gang members. Um, What do you call it? Vera dying. Yeah, Vera dying. Damien Damien dying. Mia breaking all of her legs all oh, her legs My um baby. just so much stuff and then because damien died the seal was messed up and then we had to go and deal with da- nega damien and then it was just it was yeah, such Negadamian a domino had an intimate moment, you know
0: yeah nega damien revealed he had feelings for uh vera yeah. did he
2: a little you know yeah oh. Oh, okay, cool, We got, we got
0: really close. You know? Well, he said she, Vera was the most important thing in his life. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean. That's a declaration if I've ever heard of That's a declaration one. of love right there. I wrote
1: um, a fanfic about it. I'm sorry. It. I don't know if you guys have watched Shoujo. No, <laughs> it's not. You still have another 30 episodes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. The, also, we had to deal with the problem with, this is fun, because I was re-looking through my notes for this, and um, if, I've, if you guys avoided that great blast, mm-hmm. and all of you weren't just out of it,
1: Mm-hmm set a chance
0: they would have just avoided the battle
1: wow so eve wouldn't have gotten taken yeah that's Dang. hilarious Dang. so wait so eve wouldn't have gotten taken we could have actually finished the mission taken the inonis thing back potentially uh helped the arcanum class wouldn't have been out for a full extra month uh-huh. um arguably he would have never met his father because the only reason they met his father is because, well, at this point, is because Vera had to blast off out into sea to avoid getting captured with mm-hmm. Damien, mm-hmm. and you can track it. Yeah,
2: the thing is, he was that, sitting
1: with his life points.
0: That choice changed so much.
1: It's so funny. I hate making choices like that.
0: The thing is, you're right. That's a very pivotal. Because moment. the thing is, the thing is, you. What was what I thought was going to happen was that because you guys didn't have to score high to see the blast.
1: Yeah, yeah we all just got bad scores. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. Joe were only rolled a 16. I only need you to roll a 15. Everyone got bad rolls, and the thing is, it was this supposed to be a problem that you had to deal with later. Not, yeah, like next season, in fact.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, we dealt with it now. Yeah, it's fun. That's the beauty of role play, right? Isn't it? One bad role can really just change the tra- entire trajectory of your character. And so, what would? It- wow, you're right. Because I feel like one of the funnest moments of, um, sorry to talk about your character, Vera's growth. Was the idea of her squaring off against Mercy at like the top of the airship, in mm-hmm. all her like Vaconic glory versus Vera with the new eyes of the Atlas, mm-hmm. the Eclipse? I forgot about that. I forgot about yeah, the
0: Eclipse cause Yeah, because you died. That's how you got your Eclipse.
1: Yeah. The thing is, I remember you
2: tell. I remember after the fact, you're like, "Yes," and that was the only way you get your Eclipse. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> what? It's so wild. That's wild. I was really proud of that. I thought that was a very impactful moment for me.
1: It was. I
2: really enjoyed that. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, wouldn't have become pure void. ZeoMars would not have become pure void. The Ananas thing would have, like, void virus thing would have stayed late game because there are so many people backing up the Arcanum that there wouldn't have been really a need. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, this really was the point. And all because Joe Smart did it tell us to move out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Never go into heavy traffic with Josmar. That's well, what I learned.
1: <laughs> and then, I guess this car is gonna hit. Why do you want to switch places with me all of a sudden? <laughs> no reason.
0: And so I really enjoyed like all of what his character brought. And the the thing is that my favorite moment, yes, we made a moment out of uh Ivan. Um losing complete control we'll talk about that moment Mm -hmm. sorry he has two of my favorite moments it's when he stops Mm -hmm. when he doesn't know he wants to kill
1: miriam miriam
0: Mm -hmm. i I mean he then absorbs her which is like i think is worse i think
1: it's worse oh my god so much
2: but i feel like the act of like i feel like since he's never killed anybody it's like the act of killing someone feels harsher he he absorbed her
1: final yeah Yeah. but in a way the absorption i guess doesn't yeah but at some point isn't the finality just kind of like it's more peaceful than you thank god for
2: forcing them to like join with your spirit and then making them your spirit and it's a lot of stuff
1: yeah
2: i feel like it seems messier I feel like it'd be kind of if you just kill him myself. Oh, my time. God.
1: I wonder how that would have changed if he hadn't completely failed his role when asking Icker what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. I feel like Joseph...
2: R- <sighs> and was feeling-
1: the thing is, he went with that role. Mm-hmm. So, like, kudos on you for not trying to metagame, reverse-engineer that role. Like, you just kind of got it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, But that moment that he had with Damien, where it's like, yeah, you don't have to kill anyone if you don't want to. Which, one, I feel like helps... Help flesh out Damien a bit more. I feel Mm -hmm. like NPCs are sometimes harder to flesh out than player characters. Mm -hmm. Because you just have to kind of keep going with an NPC. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're reactive. And, like, they play their own part. But it's like, hey, we're real people. So we naturally spend more time with us. Yeah, And you don't get to see as much of the ins and outs with the NPC because there's not really a way to show it without it just becoming the... Hey, now Derek's talking for a bit, and we're all sitting here, yeah. waiting for our turn. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Oh, Derek's ever. There's so many NPCs. Oh, Derek's just—he's uh, just a ten-minute off- conversation by himself.
1: Is Eric's it? playing with the dolls in the corner, and we're just waiting for our Barbie to be able to, to join China. the party. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I rang the doorbell, but he still hasn't come to the door. It sounds like there's an argument happening. It's a family dispute,
2: you know, <laughs> so-and-so's cheating on so-and-so with Ken. Like, it's a whole thing. Yeah,
1: but she invited us for the slumber party at her Malibu dream house. God.
2: But yeah, I appreciate that you don't do that, because I'm like, God, oh, this is... It der- I feel like one, it would derail everything, and then... Yeah. I feel like it's hard to get it. I feel like it's hard to interject yourself when you're already talking to yourself and like,
1: it's, it's a a lot. It's like one of the challenges of D and D I feel mm -hmm. not D and D tabletop.
0: Tabletop. Also, uh, Ivan, the thing is, I'm sorry, Joe Spar. Ivan on the ship, convincing everyone for him to go down with the airship was one of the, like it took forever. It was, it was, it was like a 30 minute conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Derek is the DM. Like, I, I was playing with it as the NPCs. Derek and the DM thought that was the dovest conversation to have. Mostly because we know for a fact Damien can survive this. We <laughs> so it was one of my favorite moments because it was just like, it was Damien being like, okay, so you're going to, you want to go down with the ship. Yeah, I can do it. I want to protect my friends. But, but you want to go down with the ship. Yeah. And then Joe Smart gave an anime speech, and then Zio Mars was just like, "Whatever, just let him go down with the ship." And then he went down with the ship, and it didn't
1: hurt the person at all. The thing is, in my head, I was like, "Okay, if something catastrophic happens, Damien." I forgot how well Damien regenerates. Like Mm -hmm. you say, go down with the ship. And it sounds like you're like, it was a huge ship that you were crash landing into the ground. Mm -hmm. I thought he was going to like come out of it. Rigby posed, just like (laughs) contorted on the ground. And we'd be like, Damien, are you okay? Oh no. But Ivan who has guaranteed four regenerations, That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't
2: know. That's what was going through my mind at the time. But I'm like, I feel like theoretically, Ivan probably shouldn't have done it, only because I'm like, he's
0: because he died and he, on... had,
2: and he had wings. He did have wings.
0: But the thing is, what happened was he died on impact, came back,
2: and he was stuck in
1: the and water. then he was
0: stuck in the water. He was, and then he died again, and he was the drowning. Thing
1: is, how would uh, that? That's you really know funny. what? Whatever. Damien could have. It, it didn't seem at the time like Damien could survive that. We were going off. The thing is, I Whatever. I, I feel like a small party was just like just more. You yeah, have former generation,
2: and I was like, I might have been a bit salty da- in da- regards to him like being Cindy with his one. I was gonna
0: have Damien use his spirit to create a like suction of air around him in mm-hmm. the underwater. Mm-hmm. Wow, Did he give you do the Sonic. Yeah, because he had a wind
1: spirit. Yeah, wow. I forgot about that. What about Impact?
0: Um, he would. The thing is, he had a thing on his suit that if he was he if he was to die,
1: which is dropped.
2: Oh, door. to one point. Oh, I totally the forgot that. The My yeah. favorite thing in the whole. That
1: ball fat was clutch. It was Asia, clutch. you never used doors. That ball fat was clutch.
0: <laughs> and so, um, I thought it was a good, uh, Ivan moment. And if he actually did damage to Antonio, it would That'd have been be amazing.
1: Cool. Mm-hmm. The fact that he didn't was almost laughably in character. Yeah. <laughs> and then
0: it was like, oh, now Vera has to fight. Misery. Yeah, no, Vera oh, has to fight Antonio. Antonio. Oh yeah.
2: yeah. Um That was a good fight. Did we lose? you think we lost the footage for all? No, no.
1: We lost the footage for some chunk of that. It was so disappointing. it was like the
2: underground part.
0: You're right. And, like, it was. It was. It was. We did lose the footage for that fight. We lost the footage for that fight, and you discovering the underground shrine to the yeah. god of cruelty. Yeah.
1: So my aunt. It was so cool. It was cool, and I got to, turned like, into magma and died. Yeah.
2: And... You
0: we missed the part where you found. Um and for some reason ate the god fruit,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: is just a problem that you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. Um,
2: we just lost a lot. It we was lo- frustrating. Sorry, guys. <laughs> should have
1: been there. He should have been physically here <laughs> oh, in but, the studio. But him
0: losing control in the water like that, mm-hmm. I thought was delicious. Mm-hmm. Because um, as, as one of the eight, mm-hmm. uh, him losing control is so much worse. Because we got to see... Santana lose control, and that was an issue in yeah. the yeah. first uh world of valor Yeah, I,
2: mean, I think I've only lost control like once, but it was like in an enclosed like it was tab. underground, yeah.
1: yeah, which was like, and was, then you had like a void blast that you were like the conic kind of bo- blast. blast that you were like charging up that we had to get rid of.
2: and I kept on, I kept on hitting Ruko, I mean, Rokander. That was the main gag. That was the gag. (laughs) He gets on getting hurt.
1: And I'm just like... It was funny because Derek would roll to see who you would attack. And it just kept landing on him. Yeah. It was like, dang baby, sorry. Move out of the way. Get
2: out of here. You're like the weakest person right now.
1: So to see Ivan just like... His was so... I really like the imagery. And I really love you bringing it to life in the print. It looks Mm -hmm. gorgeous. Just him... Crystalline, almost ethereal with mm-hmm. the, his whole like storm motif swirling around him with the mm-hmm. electricity and the. Dope.
0: It was dope. And
1: I finally got to use Clear Thought again. Yeah. That it's useful. People sleep on Clear Thought.
0: The thing is, if you guys didn't have that, you guys would legitimately have to. The thing is, I had a whole fight. I forgot you had Clear Thought because I had a whole fight plan where it's like you guys would have to like run into the city and then Ivan would be like attacking like destroying stuff um it did not happen Mm. that click you're welcome i thought i was gonna have to do a clash between sethara and
1: um ivan didn't work you're welcome we had already been through so much yeah
2: i think that was a long day yeah just like in terms of like the story i'm like okay so it's
1: (laughs) so we're still going oh so it's like the final boss there's a second boss so we beat the other boss all right so, here's the thing. When you beat the final boss, when you beat the second final boss, your friend turned. And now there's <laughs> a new boss that's even harder to kill. Okay. So, we got to knock our friend out. He's- yeah. And now the police shows up. <laughs> and now, <laughs> now we, we have, have to evade
2: the police. Uh, was that was that on camera? No. Yo, no, that was. Nice. So, I remember that was just funny because I was just like, forget this. And then I just <laughs> jumped off the cliff. And I just thought that was humorous.
0: You made, like, Iron Man-like jets because mm-hmm. you sent them through your feet. Yeah. You sent your fire through your feet.
2: Yeah. I learned from that one fight.
1: The uh, <laughs> one with the, not the Fujin.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's the Fujin.
1: Yeah. I forgot about the Fujin. I love the Fujin.
0: Oh, yeah. Gorilla strategy.
2: Gorilla, gorilla
1: strategy. strategy.
0: They didn't get to do a they, lot.
1: They were fun, though. They, they, were. Fought,
0: they fought the fodder.
2: I find yeah. it funny that they're so proper. I really appreciated that. Um, they were very helpful. Were very Ruko. Helpful. Ruko! Pirate. Pirate. on the run. Funny the, th- run.
0: The, th- the funny thing is, I feel like Ruko has potentially one of the most interesting stories. But in like the third episode of the show, it was just like, oh, this tyranny box. The episode was titled Tyranny Box. Five minutes with it. Nah, I'm not going to give in to it.
1: Yeah, it was immediate. <laughs> like, hey, Ruko, you want power? Hey, I'm a tyranny box. Give in to me. No. yeah
2: it was like john was just like yeah i know where this is going <laughs> x we're not doing that the
0: thing is hopefully we, i can get him to give into it in the second season mm-hmm. but honestly y'all um i want it once that didn't happen i was like huh no.
1: well what you got
0: what you got oh mm-hmm. uh, because the thing Heice. is john has created his character mm-hmm. in such a way where he does not care about his character being able to stand up against people physically because he made a character that Um, is trying to use trickery to get out of every situation.
2: Like a Um, pirate.
0: And it shows because by the end of the season, there's no one that, like the thing is, most people in the cast can beat up Ruko individually, but then he's made um, spirit bonds with really powerful beast
1: spirits. And Mm -hmm. so he doesn't
0: have to fight.
1: Mm -hmm. It's really funny. He's like, yeah, you're going to fight me? What about my two huge friends?
0: What about my terror, my night stalker? Yeah, my terror is going to kill 50 people. Oh,
2: I forgot about that. Why would you Non-legally, do that? Not
1: legally? No.
2: <laughs> Thanks for differentiate that? I'm going to kill them. God. <laughs> no. There's a
1: kid on the battlefield. Well, yeah, they arguably that kid should not have been brought to the battlefield. But
2: now if they are that's they
1: so- they're traumatized, and that's on you.
2: Why did he do? The that? Is, why would you do that?
1: <laughs> why would you bring that child? We have cool cars now. Sorry, this is like the least of things. I'm just remembering things I liked.
0: No, the thing is, you're good. The thing is, it's this isn't like this isn't a dig on John, but from the nature of the circumstances and how how Diabolics took a lot of the center stage this season, mm-hmm. um, outside of the first half, what could have what could Ruko have like done? Because yeah. Ruko didn't want to join Diabolics,
2: which is fair.
1: That's fair.
2: He had his own he had his own pirate thing going on. Mm-hmm. He
1: wouldn't have pirate adventures. It doesn't have to be Diabolic's Nation. And so you wanna get landlocked.
0: And and because the final wasn't like the final which took out the majority of the episodes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sorry, not the final. The finale? The the final arc. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it took the majority of the episodes No, that's um fair. where Ru- where could Ruko have gone in this? Mm-hmm. A lot of this was inter like Inter uh, gang warfare.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Was.
0: and the silver sparrows helped
1: yeah Boom. well ruko helped ruko helped because yeah. he didn't want he didn't want that to be his debut yet mm-hmm. should have because we got so many faction points our one mile of land is it's looking so nice now. it's so nice it's yeah, but nice we have not gentrified, Cafe. but nice not gentrified we have affordable prices and we didn't push anyone out mm-hmm. of their housing community if anything we gave them a mansion because those shacks that we were living in before, not You
0: guys great. were living in shacks, man. You guys did it up in like three weeks.
1: We did. And then tomorrow, the world.
0: Um, But yeah, that's all I have about Ruko.
2: Mm-hmm. Fade, Fade was
0: a character that came in like little like three quarters of the way through the season. Yeah. Um, but he made a big impact. Um, But he made a bigger impact once I figured out all of his goals were. Mm-hmm. Um, th- This isn't on camera. Because he kind of keeps it to himself. Not really, but he kind of keeps it to himself. Um, he wants to remove all the gods from power. Which is... Hilarious. One, it's, it's one hell of a goal. It's it's hilarious. But the thing is, it's like the seriousness that Fade has for this mission. I feel like it's going to be a potential problem.
1: It is, but it's... Like, I can't even fault him for it. Cause, yeah. Like, let's be real. What has the gods done? They suck. But at the same time, it's just like, man, your one track, your tunnel vision on this issue is blinded you to a lot of potential fallout on the back end that you are not prepared to handle. But him being an information broker and having that mission, really, it's fun. It's a character that keeps him interesting Mm -hmm. with his almost fanatical pursuit of his goals. Fade versus Rokander.
2: Go.
0: It'd be Rokander right now.
2: No, sorry. I meant in terms of, like, since their ideologies were, like, very, like... That's so what I was thinking. Of this, since their ideologies oh, were very similar. The thing is... I, with Rok- sorry, it's you...
0: funny. H.A. was just like, yeah, I wouldn't work with Rokander.
2: He's a god. <laughs> I mean, in terms of the since their ideologies were just like, yeah, the gods do not do anything. And it's just like, And since is a god who, like, said that the gods don't do anything, I'm like... The thing is, yeah, I, I, get, I was trying to... Get, I was like, hey, Faye, maybe you want to, you know, try to team with Rokander? Nah, he's a god. That's fair. So he He's is. very strict. He has a very hard line yeah. about like, no, if you're a god you're not
1: included in this. That's so funny. He feels very strict about all of his, um, what do you call it? Uh, not integrities. Do you, principles? Yeah. Dogmas? Yeah? That's the word he would use. Dogmas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. Very H.A.
0: So that was the last character. Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys want to go over the rankings? Sure.
2: Wait, wait we gotta do the Are you, like, are you, no five up? Or
1: Go for the lowest.
2: Yeah, that's more exciting. Dude, if, I, if, I see w- if I see who wins, I'm like, okay, well.
1: Yeah, I, well, I tone out. Yeah. It wasn't me.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Ruko with 52 points. Sorry, I did that in the wrong way. Yep, you did. <clears throat> with 52 points.
1: Ruko. Nice. Is that number what? <laughs> Six. there's
2: okay. there's only five people.
1: Well, we'll see.
0: <laughs> number five with seventy-two points, Faye Delmar.
1: Nice, nice. All right.
0: With one hundred points, number four. Damian Fiore.
1: Damian, he's on the board. Look at you. And I will
0: shout this out for the 100 people that voted Damien. The response I got back, Damien was not an option. Mm -hmm. They voted for a person, but all of them have said I'd rather have voted for Damien.
1: That's, that's hilarious that's this funny. was a write-in yeah damien was the write-in also that's well, more impressive
2: kudos. I, feel, I feel it's more impressive because like yeah i could have voted for this person i want you to know that i wanted damien to mm-hmm. get it so they was actually on the ballot he probably would have gotten more points he would have probably as an would've. option that's irritating so I'm not irritating but i was like you dang. know what
1: good we need to shackle this power <laughs> just a little bit
0: with 229 points Ivan Fulgore.
2: Okay. That's fair. Okay.
1: You're pausing. How did you just say numbers quicker? With 271
0: mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. Vera.
1: That's fair. And I start crying. That's how they do it in the pageants, right? Mm-hmm.
0: And two hundred
1: and seventy nine. Damn,
2: oh, that was so <laughs> <tough. I laughs> Barely got it. How annoying! You almost had my... I wish it was a bigger gap. Because then I feel like, oh, I could have gotten at least tied for it with eight other people. That's fair. I'm gonna that was, I
1: was Sam. I gotta be cooler. I don't know what I gotta do. I gotta, I gotta pan to the audience a little bit more. I gotta that show a little. So, this season, Zeomorus is going to wear a two piece. <laughs> um, it's the beach episode. Ha! Huh? You can't go to the beach. <laughs> I'm going to the beach.
0: <laughs> because of the god fruit, Zima, uh, uh Sorry, Vera takes four times damage from water and can't get wet.
1: And I'm taking advantage Can I of swing?
2: that. Is that swim? Or is that not? Hmm. So, okay. I meant in terms of, like, just in general, if I didn't have a specific fire fruit. Yeah,
0: salad. you'd still be able to swim.
2: Cool yeah so that's wow. it wow that's cool right that was cool
1: wow that was fun hey y'all thanks for participating <gasps> don, everyone that got below me <laughs> <And> <laughs> honestly shout out particular shout out to those people who wrote in damien like yeah could, you could have voted for me but you know i accept that you know that's, that's cool it. eight more points and we would have been tied And then we would have had to...
0: If I counted the votes that Damien would have gotten, you guys would have been pushed into the 300s. Nice. Ooh. Fun.
2: That's fair. I I really didn't count them. Yeah. Because otherwise, I figured that'd be too annoying to... It would be. Nice. Wow. So. Yeah.
0: That is about it for us for the retrospective for today. But we have, like, some pretty big announcements for you guys. One, by the time this episode drops... And by the time you're listening to this, the World of Vala, uh, landing landing page page. is, will be done. Um, it has, um, race information, um, country information. It has the, starting with, uh, season two, there'll be like episode descriptions. We're going to also be filling in the descriptions for the season one. Yeah. That's gonna. I'm going to do that over time. Mm -hmm. Um, it's going to be everywhere that you can see everything World of Valor. We're going to be publishing short stories on there. We're going to have Characters. our character uh, pages. Character so you pages. can like carry on with what spells they know, what techniques they know. It's going to be fun. Techniques, it's going to be spells. amazing.
1: Fun. Amazing.
0: And a lot of people responding to the email mm-hmm. um, ask a lot about when season two is going to get started.
1: Mm-hmm. When?
0: This Wednesday, we're going to drop the first prologue for season two this
1: wednesday 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 this february wednesday wait let me see what 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 day is that it's so what's it's it's the 10th it's the 7th no t- two days from now it's the 7th what's the what's the number it's the 8th wednesday 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 february 8th 2023 you know we have to join to us hours. Entertainment Stew as we drop the bomb that everyone's been waiting for. World of Bella
2: Season Two, Diabol X <laughs> comes back. That was G- good. It was good. And we're going back to school. Oh. That's a really long.
0: <laughs> well, you guys have a good one. Uh, we enjoyed having you guys. Um, see you on Wednesday. You know.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.